This episode is brought to you by TriBest, making healthy living easy. Well, welcome. Welcome to Juice Guru Radio. Discover what the magic and power of juicing can do for you. And now, your host, best-selling author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting, Steve Prusak. Well, hello, I'm Steve Prusak. We've got Megan Sad. She's the creator of Facebook video channel Carrots and Flowers, author of 30-Minute Vegan Dinners coming on. So get yourself a water, some juice, or tea. We're going to hear all about her journey to plant-based foods and how you can start making in your own kitchen really easy. We'll be back right after this with Megan Sad. Did you know you can make a great living in the hottest new business trend today? The Juice Guru Certification Program is the world's first online course to give you the knowledge and marketing skills to excel as a juicing coach and start making money in no time. Find out more at juicecoachtraining.com. Uh, we're back, and hello. Thank you. Thank you for being here. We've got Megan Sad. I said uh, her Facebook channel is Carrots and Flowers, and her book, 30-Minute Vegan Dinner, 70, uh, no, it's actually 75 Fast Plant-Based Meals, and you're going to crave. She's an expert in making delicious vegan cheese. We'll hear you know, some tips so you can do that really quick in the kitchen. Uh, and let's bring her on the show right now, Megan Sad. Hey there. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be on today today with you. Thank you. I was like, how many recipes? And we're talking 75. Yeah. All 30 minutes, including prep. And who's got time? So 30 minutes really helps, doesn't it? It really does. Honestly, I don't think I would have been able to finish the book um, in such a tight deadline that I was given if I, if they weren't 30 minutes, it really allowed me to just like really make it very speedy. So we're really excited to hear about your journey. How did you get into plant-based foods? Did you grow up that way or was this something you found? Um, I found it pretty early. So um, I'm 35 now, but when I first heard about veganism, I was 15 and um, I was just immediately like so drawn to it. I was like, wait, what? Like you can eat just plants? I didn't know that. That's definitely what I want to do. But um, I didn't have the support. I didn't have the education. I didn't have any vegan friends or family members. Um, so it didn't really last very long. I didn't know how to cook regular food at that age, um, or animal products that age, much less, you know, a whole new you know, way of living and eating. So it didn't last very long, but I kind of dabbled in veganism throughout the years. It was always a major life goal of mine. I just wanted it so bad. I knew that that was, that was the way for me. So, um, eventually after trying and failing so many times, I, I started my blog before I was vegan as a way to experiment with plant-based food in a creative way that felt fun, um, with less pressure. And I just really, once I took the pressure off and it became about creativity in the kitchen and abundance and not deprivation, I was able to transition really easily. And, um, so I ended up switching my whole career. I was a TV producer and a development executive before. And then I was like, wait, I have this new skill and I want to help other people learn to cook plant-based too. So here I am. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's that's an interesting shift, and it's always good to live your passion, which is great. Well, we'll talk a little about that later too. But um, initially, when you made the change, what kind of what did you notice with your health or uh, any improvements when you transitioned to vegan? Oh, absolutely. Um, I've always growing up, I struggled a lot 
with my weight, I wasn't super heavy, but I had disordered eating patterns. Um, so I was always like trying a new diet and I was always trying to eat just one thing or, Oh, Oh, let me try Atkins, which was a huge fail. I mean, after like a week, I was like, this is really bad for people. But so I was always a yo-yo dieter. Um, and so Mm -hmm. I've realized once, once I went vegan, um, I effortlessly maintain my weight now. And I know that's not necessarily the case for everybody, but you know, if I don't have the option to eat half of a cheese pizza by myself, then, you know, automatically my weight is going to be, be a lot easier to maintain. And there's just with such an abundance of fruits and vegetables, I just, I do feel better. Um, I think for my age, I, I seem younger. So I'm told, um, when people meet me and I just, yeah, I've got tons of energy and just a really great full life. And I definitely credit that to veganism hundred percent. Yeah. And, you know, we see a lot of junk food vegans, too. You know, you could eat Pop-Tarts and Twinkies. So was there any learning curve for trying to eat healthier? Because obviously, you know, you're doing something right in that department. I'm still getting there, honestly, because when I first became a vegan, my whole goal was I want to appeal to the omnivores. I want to make the most delicious vegan burger. Mm -hmm. I want to make the most delicious vegan mac and cheese because I want people to know that you can substitute those with plant-based. So um, I did kind of lean a little bit more towards plant-based comfort food at first, but now I'm kind of bringing whole food plant-based back into the picture because um, although I'm vegan primarily for animals and the environment, of course my health is definitely up there in terms of priorities and I'm always wanting to feel better. So um, with my book, I definitely made sure not to focus too much on like store-bought seitan and store-bought cheeses. So um, I've got a bunch of homemade plant-based cheeses in my book that are like cashew-based or sunflower-based. So I really tried to keep it, um, the flavors and satisfactions are a little bit kind of vegan comfort food, but it is whole food plant-based with minimal oil and processed ingredients. Right. So who is your audience now? Are you going after people that are uh, health conscious or people that are eating meat that are interested in, in, you know, trying to eat more plant foods? Um, I think it's a pretty even mix. Most of my audience, when I look at my demographics, it's like 85% women between 25 and 44. Um, so, and I think a lot of them are already vegan, but maybe like 70% aren't. They're just looking for, they know, people know that eating plants is good for you. People know that eating animals can cause disease and it's terrible for the environment. So people are waking up to it. So I would say it's, it's an even mix, but I'm definitely, I'm going after the people who are still eating animal products because I know that there's a better way and that they can feel better and still enjoy their foods without spending a million hours in the kitchen because that, that time barrier for people who just don't have the ability to prepare everything from scratch is really a factor in a lot of um, things that I hear from people online. In our audience here at Juice Crew, we've got a wide range. So we've got people that are just, you know, standard American diet and they're interested in just juicing to get healthier. And, um, and then they're, they're opening to the idea of, well, maybe I should try eating more plant foods. So we've got, we've run the spectrum here too. Um, so what's your advice for them, for the people that are just, you know, wanting to incorporate more plant foods into their diet? Do you have any advice for those beginners? 
I do have advice. Um, my first advice is um, to to add things first to your diet before you start taking things away. So maybe you add a few plant-based meals throughout the week before you just go try to go cold turkey, like I'm vegan now, because for me, that didn't work. So I, I always kind of try to ease people in. But um, my biggest tip for people, and this really, once I, once I got this tool in my kitchen, my my culinary abilities just like exploded is a, a high speed blender. Um, I know that they, they can kind of be a high ticket item, but some of the companies offer refurbished blenders and you can put them on payment plans uh, without interest or anything. So that's actually what I did. And cause I mean, $500 to spend on a blender, that's a pretty big investment for a lot of people. But if you can get one for cheaper, cause then you can just make uh cheeses and sauces and soups and smoothie bowls just in like five minutes. So that really, that really changed things a lot for me. And so with combining the flavors, I mean, you didn't have a background as a chef, so right. Or so, I do not, you know, is this something we can all do? You know, our friends that are listening that we can, you know, we don't have to be a chef to figure out how to get the flavors right or sacrifice any of those things from our comfort foods. Absolutely. I think that um, plant-based cheeses are actually, to me, they're more satisfying now. And I even, um, I recently went with a nonprofit organization called Switch for Good. We're launching an initiative called Hands on Health, where we're going into schools and teaching parents about plant-based foods. And so we had our first meeting last week and I I made, first, we talked about the benefits of plant-based foods and how they can help their children grow and thrive. And then I actually got to make cashew mozzarella quesadillas for them and it was a group of latina women and they actually said afterwards we like this better than the quesadillas we make for ourselves and our kids and so wow. and that's a that's a five minute recipe that anyone can make and and i'm self-taught it was really experimenting in the kitchen and i think that there's there's some documentaries on netflix and there's a book called salt fat acid heat and it's just all about combining flavors but i think like once you kind of just give your yourself permission to be a beginner in the kitchen, um, it really takes the pressure off, but anybody can do this. And especially if you find a chef that you trust, like I've got a lot of recipes available online at carrotsandflowers.com. If anyone wants to go uh, check out some free recipes, there's tons of content available, but if you can read a page and on a website or in a book, then, then you can cook. It's really, it's that simple. And in a few, couple minutes, uh, Megan's going to share how to make amazing vegan cheese at home in just five minutes, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but you talk about plant-based being about abundance, not deprivation. What do you mean by that? Well, I just mean that um, for most people, it's just like, oh, I can't have eggs, I can't have cheese, I can't have fish and chicken, and it's just like, well... You can, but if you're plant-based, you just choose not to. And when there's maybe like 20 basic animal products that people use throughout a standard American diet, there's like 20,000 varieties of plants that you can use. So honestly, the flavor combinations and the texture combinations, I think, become a lot greater. And then the vitality and the energy um, and the quality of life, I feel like, is where the abundance really comes in when you just feel better. Um, and one thing that I didn't expect is I had, I have the ability to feel more love and more compassion 
now that I'm vegan. Um, cause I think that most people love animals, obviously animals are awesome and they're so sweet and gentle, but you have to, when, if you choose to eat animals, I feel like people have to kind of close off a little part of their heart to, to not really feel the depth of the pain that the animals suffer. So when you stop eating that and you can really look at a farm animal and, and with compassion and with love and knowing that not only are you not contributing to their suffering anymore, but you're actively working um, to help other animals. It, it's just really such a, a powerful feeling. I mean, I feel even a stronger connection to my cats now. Like, like you can really love animals, you know? Right. Had, did that lead to any kind of animal rights activism or anything like that? That awareness? Because once you, you know, once they say once the veil is lifted and we're able to see what's going on, it, it's not always easy. Oh, yeah. When I first watched, I think I watched the movie Earthlings. I mean, that was a challenging movie to watch. And I definitely probably became one of those annoying vegans for a few months after. <laughs> just because when you really see it, you're just like, oh, man, this has to stop. And I'm going to dedicate that myself to spreading the information every day. Um, it can be a little intense for people, but I do still participate in rights and, and protests. And um, in Los Angeles, they have pig vigils outside of a slaughterhouse where activists will pause the trucks before they go into the facility. And then other activists come up and offer the pigs a little bit of water and just a few moments of compassion for what is about to happen to them. And um I, I went to one and there weren't any trucks there at the time, but it was, even that was pretty intense. Um, but so, yes. Are you, wait, are you familiar with Jane Velez Mitchell out here or? I actually, yes, I, I do know Jane. I'm uh, catering a party at her house next month, actually. Oh, she should have invited us. We're on her thing. We're on her network, but uh, gosh, I was going to connect you. If not, I was like, well, Jane would love you. Um, but anyway, back to, <laughs> That's great. Catering a party at her house. Wow, that's that's awesome. Yeah, so you're she, actually doing you're doing oh, she's having a, too? She's having a wedding celebration for our friend Jasmine Singer, who's the editor oh. of Veg News. You know Jasmine, yeah. From the yes. hen house, yeah. Yeah, so um I don't I cater I cater certain events. I'm not like a huge setup catering business, but for small parties and friends, I'm happy to to bring the goods, you know? Awesome. And um, we're excited to hear about making our own vegan cheese. But what's a day in the life like? Because our listeners, our viewers want to know, what do you typically eat in a day? Are you in the kitchen a lot making these meals? Or do you whip things up real quick? Or what's, what's a typical day for you when it comes to what you're eating throughout the day? All right. So let me... We can even that. talk about today, right? Today. Um, today... What did I have? I just recently started weightlifting, so I had a vegan protein shake in the morning. Um, and then I do eat a lot of leftover recipes from testing. So today I made a, a sweet potato and kale soba noodle salad with peanut sauce and edamame. So I had that for lunch. Um, and then a little bit of uh, my famous, internet famous vegan quesadillas. I made them for my daughter last night. So I had a little bit of that left over. But typically, I eat a lot of smoothies. I eat a lot of cashew mozzarella. Um, probably a lot of avocado toast is a really good staple for breakfast. But, you know, if you look at a standard American diet, I feel like I eat if you like were to look at it on a plate, I feel like I still eat very close to that. It's just different proteins, plant-based cheeses. 
And how old's your daughter? She'll be two in September. Oh, okay. Are she, are you raising her plant-based or? I am raising her plant-based. Oh yeah. Nice. She is. She's coming with me to the marches. I'm going to take her to a pig <laughs> vigil. She is in it, whether she likes it or not. Little, little vegan on the run. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. That, that's a whole other show. We could have done the, uh, you know, raising a vegan child show, but maybe that's your next book, right? Yeah, um, maybe. So, um, yeah, I've loved, we've been teasing the audience about this, how to make amazing vegan cheeses at home in just five minutes. So we would love, I've got my pen, everyone's got their pen and, and pad out. And if not, you can pause this interview and go grab it. But what's the deal? How can we do this at home easily like that? Okay, so the, the secret to making gourmet meals and cheeses or a raw vegan cheesecake in five minutes is pre-soaking your cashews. You just soak them overnight and then you drain them, pat them dry a little bit so they don't all freeze together. And then you just keep them in the freezer. And if you always have them on hand, then the cheese just takes five minutes. And it's so, so convenient. Um, if you don't have, if you didn't think that far ahead or you, you can boil them also for 10 minutes. So it can be five to 15 minutes, but if you plan ahead, it can be five minutes. So, um, it's super simple. It's just, um, soaked cashews, garlic powder, nutritional yeast, uh, sea salt, white pepper, lemon juice, or apple cider vinegar blended for two minutes with water. You pour it into a very, very, very hot saucepan and then just start stirring right away and scraping the sides of the pan. Oh, and tapioca flour. If I didn't mention that, that's what gives the cheese the stretchiness. And then you just, you keep stirring that until it kind of becomes like a gooey mass in the center. And then you can use it in lasagna. You can use it on sandwiches. You can put uh, cooked pasta, uh, cooked pasta in it to make mac and cheese. I I usually do uh, quesadillas. And then um, to make a really nice sauce for them, I just blend uh, maybe half a cup of cashews with half a cup of salsa and then add a little like chili powder. And then you have like a nice easy sauce. And then it's just so fast. It's my favorite. That's like, that is my go-to recipe. If I'm feeding non-vegans, it's just like who wants quesadillas? Cause everyone loves quesadillas. Yeah. Like cheese is like the thing. And that's kind of why I focused on it because I know most people are like, Oh, but I love cheese so much. I'm like, but do you love headaches and hormonal acne and bloating? Because you can have cheese that doesn't cause those things. You can have your cheese and eat it too. Exactly. <laughs> and that, I like that the nutritional yeast must, because the cashew already has like a little bit of a cheesy flavor. And then with, mm-hmm. the, with the nutritional yeast, plus you get your vitamin B12 that way too. Yeah, I still recommend, I think most people should supplement unless you're on like a, a heavy nutritional yeast diet, which mostly is just used for seasoning, but it is fortified with B12 and it adds a great cheesy flavor. So I always have that on hand, like cashews, tapioca flour, nutritional yeast. Like if I run out of those ingredients, my life is over in the kitchen. It's, I can't make anything. <laughs> Awesome. That sounds like a great recipe. And the book is loaded with more. I want to mention the name of the book again, in case you guys didn't get that. Because don't worry, we'll have a link to it up in the show notes at juicegrowradio.com. But it's 30-Minute Vegan Dinner, 75 Fast Plant-Based Meals You're Going to Crave. And again, it's our guest, Megan Sad, and we'll have a link to that under the show notes, too. And it's available Amazon and bookstores worldwide, right, Megan? Or your website, again? Yes, um, Amazon, bookstores worldwide, and also most Whole Foods carry it as well. 
And then it's carrotsandflowers.com for, you know, all those free recipes and, mm-hmm. and goodness that you're doing there. And that's really exciting. Now, another part of our audience are entrepreneurs, health entrepreneurs, because we have a certification program that we certify people to become juice therapists and they educate about juicing and then they create income, you know, getting people healthy. So, as an entrepreneur and someone that left the nine to five, you know, job of producing, what was that journey like for you? What tips might you have for people that want to get their voice out, that want to get people healthier? Um, and, you know, what inspired you to live your passion in this way? Oh, wow. <clears throat> I think that the biggest thing for people to remember is like everybody started somewhere. So you're look if you're looking at a YouTube channel with 500,000 subscribers, there was a time when they had four and they just started. Um, one of my favorite coaches, I, I take her online classes and she told, she shared with her followers that the first time she offered a particular course, only four people signed up, but she kept offering it for the next few years. And she's literally a multimillionaire now. So And I need to tell this to myself still too. It's just, there's ups and there's downs. And I would say to focus um, on the final vision and not get so caught up in the, like, for instance, today, before this interview, I was actually having a challenging day because if I'm not, like, feeling it, if I'm not in, like, a good mental place where I feel like cooking, my recipes don't turn out as I want them to. I'm not happy with the photos. And then that can cause, like, a downward spiral of, like, what am I doing with my life? So I think just, you know, allow yourself to be a beginner and then just start. And I think having the passion to to use your talents to change the world in a positive way is just the best place to start. And, and the world needs more of it because for every person who's, um, passionate about juice, there's like 50 people who are like "Mm, bacon. So like, we need more health conscious entrepreneurs for sure. So that's for sure. And that's good advice. It is the, uh, they call it the entrepreneurial roller coaster for a reason. So, yeah. You know, we stay true to the vision and the rewards come, but they don't always come right away. And we have to take the good with the bad and all of that too. That's, that's great advice. What other ways are you using to, um, you know, bring in, come in, are you doing online classes or what's your vision for where you're going to take all of this? Well, um, I actually, since I'm, I do work in TV, um, a friend and I are, who's also a producer, we're working on some plant-based television concepts that we'll be pitching this summer. So I'm excited about that. Cause I mean, I've, I can help a certain amount of people through my platform, which I, I was able to grow pretty quickly, pretty fast, but I want to reach such a wide audience. I just, I know that the world needs to know about plant-based food in a way that's accessible and they need to know that it's delicious. It can be easy and it can literally save your life. So I'm really trying to think big right now. Um, after we pitch that I am working on online courses, but for now I do a lot of uh, client work. I, I create videos for brands like beyond me, follow your heart and nature's charm and stuff. Um, and I do like parties and stuff. I just do like freelance photography well, it'll be good to have those courses on the back end when you're ready to go on TV, because then you kind of have that, you know, you funnel those people into these courses. That'll be a great. Yeah, my community has been asking for it. I just got an email yesterday like, hey, are you working on that course? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, I am. I am working on the course because like I feel I feel a little bit right now 
Cause I'm like, I'm a blogger and I'm an author, but I feel, I feel called to something more. And so I think that's why I've been struggling with creating recipes for my blog right now is because I want to do more. I want, I want to teach people how to make plant-based food more than just mm. posting recipes online. Like I want to show people. I just, I want to like educate, uplift and inspire. And I'm always looking for ways to do that at a bigger scale. That sounds great. And I think the world's ready for it. Hopefully they, you know, you might have to use the word plant-based. Oh yeah. There's <laughs> not vegan. in my TV pitch deck, the word vegan does no. not appear. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm not trying to scare anybody. That's, it's a pretty loaded word for people. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you go to a party, people will be like, so you're vegan, huh? And I never know what to say when people are like, I like being vegan. I'm vegan sometimes, but I just really love fish. And then I just kind of have a stupid look on my face. Like, should I tell them about the plastic in the ocean or just like the mercury right. or, or should I just keep my mouth shut? And then I'm just like, mm. well, they have that joke. Like you don't have to ask who the vegan is. They'll let you know, you know, there's that, you know, and, and it's always the, the, um, you know, I, I remember during the Super Bowl they had some commercials on and they were saying, like all the like this elevator was going like down and down to the worst floors, like the worst things possible. And like the third, like the second to last floor was dinner with a vegan. Like your vegan friends are kind. Of, my wife and I are like, you know, it's they like it, first they laugh and yeah. then you know, mm -hmm. and, and then, then plus you you have the challenge of being a mom as an entrepreneur and raising a, a child too. So you've got that uh, thrown in there too, right? Yeah, she started at a new school yesterday, and um, food is supposed to be included, which I knew that I would be supplementing. But um, yeah, and I showed up, and I, I saw what they were, the kids were about to be fed, and it was kielbasa and like little white Hawaiian rolls. And I'm just like, I was like, okay, we're going to be bringing all of her own food. She can eat watermelon, cucumbers, fruits, and vegetables only. Like, but now I want, now I want to have a conversation with her. Not, not to be, not to be condescending and not to be rude, but I just want, maybe she doesn't know that she's feeding the kids food that causes cancer. I don't know. It's just like, when do you step in and be like, Hey, what you're doing is not the right way. Mm -hmm. Well, you've got that healthy school project. Yeah. Right? So, so first we'll start with the people who actually want to hear what we have to say. <laughs> so I'll start there and maybe leave my daughter's, my daughter's school teacher alone for now. Sounds good. She's Megan said she's doing incredible work. And again, any words of uh, advice to our listeners, viewers um, on staying the journey, staying on track and, you know, eating better, feeling better for themselves and for the planet and the animals. Absolutely. My final piece of advice would be like, if you're worried about falling off the wagon, just remember there is no wagon. It's a lifelong journey to health. If you step off the path, you just jump right back on. You know, if you slip up or if you're traveling one day and there's nothing to eat and you're just like, forget it, I'll eat what I used to eat. I would say if you beat yourself up about it, then the patterns are harder to change. So just go gentle with yourself and do the best you can. She's Megan said right here on Juice Crew Radio. I'm Steve Persack, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at juicegururadio.com. Until next time, get your juice on. <laughs>